Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll head over to St. Louis Cathedral to wait for Angelica. You find a hiding place nearby. Let me know if you spot anyone else lurking. Monica? Yes, you think this is a terrible idea. I have no idea what Angelica will have in store for me. I get it. I was going to say I'm proud of you. Yeah? Always. I'm a lucky man. My wife is one bad woman. Oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. One other thing. I love you too, James. Oh, I... I love you too, Monica. But I was going to say... I have a plan. We're going to record Six Minutes Rewind. Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of Six Minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. One of them is missing. Hi, it's Jess Fisher. I'm here with Six Minutes creators Chris Terry and David Kreisman. Today we are talking about episodes 128 through 130, Six Minutes with Grandpa, Six Minutes of Answers in a Box, and Six Minutes Until Time Runs Out. Our special guest today is one of the most important members of the Six Minutes production team, director Michelle Tattenbaum. Hey, hello. Hey, Hi. Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Would you give us a rundown of your Gen Z media resume? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a very extensive. <laughs> it's it's it extended. The first thing I worked on for Gen Z was season two of Mars Patel. And we had such a great time working together on that that they brought me on. I think the next one was Mayan Crystal. And oh, then yeah, I forgot about that. And then um, Christmas is coming. And then I think six minutes was next. And so then for basically two years... I worked on six minutes and so we, you know, we recorded once a month. And so in a sort of regular way, pretty much every day of the month, I was in some way preparing or doing other sorts of creative and logistical prep for six minutes. And then that lasted for two years. And then we did season three of Mars Patel somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And then in the very, very beginning of 2020, I came on to the staff as Oh my gosh, I I think it was, my title was like producing director or something like that, director of production. I can't remember, Mm -hmm. something. Um, And, and then the, uh, then the pandemic happened. So then we all went into lockdown. We had to, we had to figure (laughs) out how to make, um, make shows uh, without ever being in the same place. Mm -hmm. So I was part of all that. 
And so then I guess I did, um, oh, what was the Halloween one? The, the Hollow. The Hollow. I did that. That's like my fave. Love I it. did Last Dog and... Wow. Oh, my God. What was the one with... Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember all the names. <laughs> um, the one with the Grim Reaper. Uh, yes, keep it in, keep the, it in the Reaper. Keep it in the Reaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is, you should edit all this out. I can't believe, these are all wonderful, wonderful shows. And I'm, I'm so sorry I didn't like pull up my resume so I could just read them off. No, it's um, a testament good. to how much work yeah. you've done. Like <laughs> right. it's, it's more so, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that there's so many. So you started, like, did you start as a theater director? How is that like different from podcast directing? Yeah. Um, so I, I started I think as a as a child, um, as a theater fan, you started and as a child, as, we as all a do. child, <laughs> as we all do. But, Most of us um, do. I I loved. I fell in love with theater, but I also fell in love with audio drama because there was a radio station where I grew up that every night they played old time radio shows, and you know, like wow. from my parents' era, and I loved them. I used to listen to them while I fell asleep, and I remember when whatever the radio station's format changed or something and they changed to like some boring news thing at night. And I remember like the last night when the hosts were sort of explaining what was happening and I actually remember crying because I thought I'll never get to hear these shows again. Because for some of you listening, there was no internet. (laughs) Like there was no, (laughs) we couldn't possibly. You didn't hear it. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, that I did not know. Yes. Um, (laughs) So Jess is a little younger than us. Yeah. Um, So anyway, it was like such a, a, so then I worked in theater for many, many years and mainly worked on um, like new plays and new musicals. So I was working with writers to help them make their scripts as good as possible and then directing the production. And then... So it's like devising kind of? Not devising, more like kind of going back and forth. Like the writer would send me a draft and then I'd read it and ask a bunch Hmm. of questions and then they'd do a new draft and then I'd read that. And uh, one of the things that we do all the time in theater is you have what's called a reading. And so if I'm directing a reading, I have a really, really limited rehearsal, amount of rehearsal time, like maybe Mm. just a day. And then the actors, so we go through the whole script over the course of the day, and then say in the evening, the actors then just read the script all the way through for an audience. So you have to work very quickly to get the actors to tell the story. And it's not, there's no staging, there's no costumes, there's no lighting, it's just the words and the actors. And so when I started working for for Gen Z, I was like, oh, this is just like directing a play reading. Um, you have to work really, really fast, uh, and it's really just about the acting and the words. You know, a big part of of Michelle's job as the director on audio dramas is, I guess, I would call it like pre-directing, which oh, is yes. going through the script. And, you know, one of the things Michelle would do is like, if if people need to whisper in the scene, you need to whisper, right, whispering before every line that they're going to whisper mm-hmm. so that the oh. actors will remember it as they're going through. But also figuring out the physicality that they need to put, put in their voices and all those kinds of things that you would normally just direct on set. She's sort of directing it into the script. Is that a good description? Right. Of it, yeah, yeah. Because because it takes a lot of time to say, like, remember, you're running here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need to yeah. sound, you need to <sighs> right. you need to really sound like you're so I would I would take the script and I would sort of imagine the blocking. And then I would write that in as voice direction for the right. actor. So that way I didn't have to stop and say those things. And you know, I'd rather 
give the actor more chances to say the line than me having to explain how they should do the line. You know, you have X amount of time in the studio and I'd rather spend it me not talking. So, (laughs) yeah. Huh, that's so smart and that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's almost like stage directions, but not. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and basically that would save us just an absolute ton of time. Oh, I bet. You know, I mean, a lot of this... On all of our shows, but on Six Minutes in particular, it was just a lot of behind-the-scenes organization and making sure that we mm. got the most out of the recording sessions, which is, um, you know, which Michelle did a wonderful job on. So it was, it was, it was, and then the day of, of course, she sort of runs the show, and we sit back and I do seventeen voices. Dave does seventeen <laughs> voices. <laughs> yeah, some of which remain in the show. Yeah, we would also like. I think one of the things that was so special about Six Minutes was we all got to know the characters. And their voices. And so, you know, the actors brought, you know, they they helped develop the characters and the writers, then heard them playing the characters and then started to write for the particular quirks of these actors. And then, of course, I started to hear it in their voices. And so then, you know, it was like this amazing feedback loop of like world building and and storytelling and and character development. And so, so sometimes I would... You know, they they would read a scene and I'd, I'd hear a birdie line in a specific way in my head that was like more birdie than the actress <laughs> was doing it. You know what I mean? And then I'd sort of be like delivering her back to herself. Does that make yeah. sense? Like I'd, I'd yeah. sort of like yeah. mm-hmm. in, imitate my imitation. Can you do an imitation of my imitation of birdie saying this line? Um, was how it sometimes started to feel, which was really fun. And we all, you know, it was... It was so fun seeing them grow up. I think when we started, several of the actors were shorter than me. And when we ended, <laughs> everybody was taller than me. me so. Yeah, Amy always says that, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. whenever she talks about it, that she's like, yeah. she was like, why is Zef taller than me? I don't like it. Like, <laughs> why is Shahadi taller than me? Mm-hmm. And Amy's pretty tall. I think we need to establish yeah? Amy's like six inches <laughs> taller than me. So. <laughs> Um, there was like a behind the scenes like clip. I think it was I don't know how it was like maybe 30 minutes where every like it was before season two and and y'all were be- Shahadi and Lily Brooks and everybody was being interviewed and they talked about fascinating, <laughs> which I think is the most genius thing in the world. So what is well, that? Well, thank you. I actually, I have to give credit where it's due. I learned it from a master teacher whose name is Benjamin Zander. Um, and you can look him up on YouTube and there are, um, you have him giving talks about how to basically be a master teacher. And um, this was one of the things where I thought, oh, that'll, that's perfect for, so good. for rehearsal and for theater directing. So should I, should I explain it here and now? I think the Rewind guests like yeah. have well, talked ahead, about it. I think some actors, we, we brought it up, but yeah, well, let's hear your... Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, we have brought it up, yeah, but I would love, you gotta just, hear the actual okay, explanation. Can I just yes. say, like, my heart is so full that this thing that I brought into our process <laughs> is, like, something that people still talk about, like, I'm, I think I'm just... Live, I bet they'll bring it to other projects, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of the fans sign their emails with fascinating no. in their name. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god, I'm, like, gonna cry over that, that's, uh, that is... <laughs> That is like so beautiful. Thank you for telling me that. Wow. Um, thank you. Anyone who's ever signed an email fascinating. I am so grateful <laughs> to you. So um, so one of the things that um, that uh, Benjamin Zander talks about is among many other brilliant things about teaching, but that when you make a mistake 
um, you just start to beat up on yourself. And he does this um, physically where he, like, he slumps his shoulders and he, mm. he tucks his head in and he just, like, you know, sort of crumbles and gets very sort of small and bent over. Like, oh, I messed up, I messed up, I messed up. And so he says what you have to do when you make a mistake or when one of your students makes a mistake is you have to completely counteract that physicality. So you have to lift your head up and you have to raise your chest into the air and you have to throw your arms back and you shout, fascinating! So that your, your physicality is completely working against mm. that tendency to like beat up on yourself and sort of shrivel down. And then also you're, you're saying something with energy and positivity. And so you like immediately shake off the bad feeling of having made a mistake. And um, I worked really hard at the, I told everyone this at the beginning of the process, but I was very insistent about it for the first session or two, especially with the kids who were performing. Um, not that the adult actors didn't enjoy it as well, but I really wanted them to get into a habit of not of feeling like it was, this was a place where they could make mistakes and then correct them. Mm. Um, and mm -hmm. so it, it became this, you know, instead of being like, oh, I screwed that up. Let me do it again. You know, yeah. an actor would say a line and then just go fascinating and then start it again. <laughs> so it became this like fun way that we would like signal to one another, like, I'm going to take that again. Um, and then <laughs> and then also, you know, we all could sort of be there for one another. And I hope, you know, in general, people didn't feel bad about making mistakes because we all make mistakes and then you just do it better. Um, or you try again. Let me speak for yourself. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave never, ever That's makes a mistake. Never. Yeah, no. Never. Never. Not once. Well, never. Every, everybody at Rewind knows that Dave and I's act. Dave and I's acting is next level. That's why I'm so unfascinated. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't, yeah. Top tier. Top tier. <laughs> Top tier. Uh, well, what do we got? Well, what that do, rocks. Yeah, that totally rocks. And, and they just started, when we got into it even more, like they just would, it just became a part of it. They never, like, Michelle never had to mention it ever again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, after like the first two it. sessions, yeah. everyone just used it. Yeah. It was very <laughs> good. It's so good. Were you about to dive into some mailbags? Was I reading your mind? So, uh, yeah, you're reading my mind. Mailbag. What do we got? Yeah, so Ava, who was on, I don't know, the number of weeks ago, uh, emailed and was actually like, I think me and Chloe would be really good friends. The she, uh, who was, that was that episode that was just released on Monday, so oh, I thought that yes. was adorable. Yes. Um, I wish there was a way for them to connect, for super fans to connect better. I know that Wattpad, but uh, Ava asked, where did you get the idea that Casey was to go to France? Maybe we, this is a bit like farther along in the plot, mm -hmm. so we could maybe skip this one. But it's just a, a great question, was it? To, sure. Well, for focus or because she wanted to? She Casey was raised essentially in a bunker. She was trained. She never really had a childhood. She didn't have a family. And um, so when we were thinking about where would she would go with her life at the end of the show, we were thinking she wanted to explore the world and go someplace mm. where that's free and fun. And I mean, not free price-wise, but has freedom <laughs> and fun. And uh, France just felt like the kind of place that Casey would love. Oh, Cool. Okay, yeah. that's that's mm -hmm. a nice answer. And her last name is Dupree, right? So great. Plus, oh. we got, plus, plus we got to do some really fun French music. Yes. Right. Exactly. Oui, oui. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes, I got one from the unanswerable. Um, yeah, go for it. Go Apple for it. Podcast. So this one's long, but tuck tuck in. But get a load of this. They're, they're getting longer. I know. It's like <laughs> get a load of this. Guess the the name of this person that they chose for their uh, for their um, question is Goons for Life. Awesome. <gasps> Mm. Yes, very good. <laughs> That's us. 
I sent Jess an email a while back, but then realized you need to put mailbag questions here. So here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of Six Minutes and I love all the GZM shows. Mm -hmm. And she lists a whole bunch that she's listened to. I'm assuming it could be a he, who knows. I wanted to point something out about Six Minutes. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go, Dave. In season two, episode 45, the episode called Second Star to the Right, Mm -hmm. which is the part of the phrase Holiday uses to lose her memory. Yes, a Peter Pan reference. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. But when Holiday tries to regain her memory later in the episode, now this goes deep, she says second Uh star from the right. Oh. And she doesn't regain her memory. I Mm. actually did get this email and I didn't bring it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you know know what's so funny? Like I heard that just now and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't catch that because I was like, that was actually one of the things that I often did with the scripts is I would catch little things like that. It is one of my Mm -hmm. special skills in general, but um, I think it became my mantle to carry on six minutes, especially. Can I, um, Dave, can I raise the the big one, the (laughs) biggest one that I pointed out that was, do you remember what it was? Well, at the what is it? What is do you it? Remember, you don't remember what it is. I don't. Okay, so at the very end, I'll notice when you, say, um, you wanted to show that Holiday had actually like grown taller at the end to show she was like okay, so oh yeah, so yes, the, yes, 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 yes. the way it was initially scripted was you know that they like you know how you have like um like drawn on the door of the closet like with your the day you know like how tall you are and you like measure yeah the little so, lines so that yeah. was what happened like she, you know they were she came up against the closet door and like she was taller than her line and i i got there in the script and i was like um mm-hmm. dave their house burned down at the end of season one <laughs> This is a different house. Uh, <laughs> this is a different house. Yes. Wait, that's so funny. Yes, I was a very honestly, good catch. I was just racking my brain. I was like, oh yeah, that's so cool. That's a good idea. Oh wow. Yes. So we changed very it to catch. that they know they took a picture together and noticed that she was right. taller yeah. than them. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Life imitating art. It's one of the things that's so funny about like audio versus say. A, a film or a TV show. Like if we had made this as a TV show and had done all the effects of like the house burning down and the helicopters and everything that happened at the end of season one, never ever would any of us have ever been able to forget <laughs> that <laughs> because right. it right. would be a whole new set. Right. Right. And yet like, because with audio, the magic of it is that it happens in our imaginations, you know, all of that explosions and fire and everything. And so then when, it, totally. you know, it, it like doesn't sort of imprint in the way that it sometimes needs to in order to like remember consistency in the script. So, right. In the script. That's such stage. a good point. That that's is very, such a good that's point. A very, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that was such a good catch. <laughs> and we do not, we, we do not have a, a continuity person in our employee. It was, no. It was, it's Michelle for the most part. What do they call or that? Just, or scripty? the writers. Yeah. Yeah, scripty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, well, it's should what, we get into 1,400 these pages. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez, so many, so many pages, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get, let's, let's jump into these episodes. I think let's, let's get do into it. Let's, let's get it. into yeah. this. Yeah, They're yeah. good ones. Um, They're good ones. Michelle, would you mind asking Ivan for a recap of these episodes? Ivan, could I get a recap of these episodes? You got it, Michelle. I will t- I'm good at taking direction. Episode 128. <laughs> Rinley convinces Holiday that Dr. Whittier is lying and realizes that James and Monica are about to walk into Angelica's trap. Cyrus and Hermione crawl through the air vent while Brinley and Birdie look for him. Holiday goes to see Dr. Whittier 
and when she catches him in a lie, he barricades her in the room. Creepy. Episode 129, Bertie and Brindley use Thornton Rust's security to search for Cyrus, who stumbles upon some of Dr. Whittier's old files, including ones that might tell him where Holiday came from. Holiday calls out Dr. Whittier on all of his lies, and in the beginning of Six Minutes' creepiest moment, he causes her to pass out. Creepy. Extra creepy. <laughs> Episode 130, James and Monica come face-to-face with Angelica, who's ready to make a deal. She'll give them Cyrus if they give her Holiday. As Cyrus attempts to escape the locked room, Holiday wakes up strapped to a table in Dr. Whittier's lab. He's about to make her forget the Anders family for good. Triple creepy. The creepiest. <laughs> Triple creepy. Oh my gosh. Yes, I will, I will say, we were talking about this before we came on. This was a moment, it started when Tom and I first started talking about it. It was really a, can we do this? Should we do this? Is our audience ready for this? Or is our audience too young for this? And then at every step of the way, we were still asking those questions, I think. Um, <laughs> yep. but it's, it's good. It's scary. Graham does an incredible job oh. Of, oh, yeah. of getting the real emotion behind this. He's yeah. scary, but he's real. Um, he's never just a kind of cardboard supervillain. Yeah, he's it's, not. He's uh, not. He's, there's no must test. No must. Must. Fascinating. 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 <laughs> there's no mustache twitching going on right. here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Twirling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twirling, right. One of the things that made me so happy in re-listening to these episodes and knowing that I was going to come on to talk about them is that, so Mike and Amy and Graham are all actually friends of mine, um, actors who I know and love working with, and I brought them all to the show. And so getting to hear them play some of of their great, really great material um, in the course of Mm -hmm. the whole the whole series, you know, it just made me really happy to like sort of circle back in and, and just admire their um, incredible acting choices and voice work. Um, They are three extraordinary voice actors Mm -hmm. uh, who are also wonderful people and wonderful to work with. And I'm very, I mean, I'm proud of our entire cast, but I have sentimental reasons, especially for this batch of episodes and enjoying their work. Nice, nice. James and Monica in these episodes were just so wonderful together. Like, I just yeah. Yeah. loved their love. I can't tell you how. I was like, can we Can we have more James and Monica scenes? Yes, They're I was so going to say, together. Michelle's... Can we? I was fighting and fighting she for it. Was, and then Dave finally, mm-hmm. he finally gave me this little, like, three-episode <laughs> little arc. And it was, like, the greatest thing ever. They're it was. so I good. Agree. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But I get why. You know, too much of James and Monica together is like a different show, but I'm so glad they got right, to have right. have this little plot line together. And I also, the other thing I love about these episodes is Birdie and Brinley together. Like when yeah. Birdie so and true. Brinley yeah, team so up, good. it's the funniest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know how this uh, works, Michelle. Is that you get to, we're going to go through categories here, and you get to pick the winner. So. Okay. And then what happens is we wrap up a fake trophy and send it to the fake actor. Real trophy. Um, yeah. <laughs> real actor. Uh, yeah, with, in, 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 in the fake mail. In the real mail. Exactly. The post office, yeah, exactly. the, the USPS. Yeah. All right, first up, best line of dialogue. Best line. <laughs> Not as many in this one because there's some big, like, like yeah. meaty scenes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday fan fiction. What? Now I know this is fan fiction. I love that because Michelle, because I don't know if you know, fiction. but the, but 
because, well, one, I love fan fiction, period. But also there's there's a, a hefty amount of six minutes fan fiction on the Internet. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. That I have found. And it, it's all really great. So. And uh, we got James One Bad Woman. We heard this in the opener, but it's worth, worth, so another, it's worth another go. I'm a lucky man. My wife is one bad woman. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm surprised that's the James one. Because I I would have, well, whatever. Is there another James one? No, what were you going to say? No, that was the one. What were you going to say? The one where where she says, I love you, and he's surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That to me is the the quintessential James line of all of it. Right, he has his most romantic moment and then his, his least, least romantic, romantic moment. moment. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Next, oh, of course. Next one we have is Birdie Bad Guy. I know you love his milkshakes and you think he's this fun old grandpa, but let me guess. He's the bad guy, right? What? How did you know? Have you met my life? <laughs> uh, like and then it. we got Birdie Brindley Savant. One problem... It's locked. Birdie, birdie, birdie. Have you learned nothing about me? I am a lockpicking savant. I don't know what a savant is, but it sounds like it could be helpful. It means I'm a ninja. Oh, I like ninjas. Is it just me, or do we make a pretty jammin' team? The jammingest. <laughs> the jammiest. <laughs> so cute. I have to pick between, like, a single line and then, like, all of that funny dialogue and say which <laughs> is right. which I think is the best. Well, no, mm-hmm. just those. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Which okay. of, of those of those five four choices? Which is there is there is no question that the it's the lockpicking savant. Yes, I don't <laughs> yes. know what a savant is. <laughs> so that's good. that's that's what I mean when I'm so happy that Brinley and Birdie have scenes together. So Brinley and I Birdie, totally we're going to have to cut the trophy in half, yeah. obviously. So <laughs> oh no! <laughs> One of the things we've been mm-hmm. talking about as we're sort of as writing a six minutes spinoff slash sequel is Birdie is now 13, 13, 14-ish. Oh, does she still not know, does she still not know words? Right. Can we still go to that well? And you really can't in the same way. Right. Oh, wait. Right. Because I then just you taught, write a wait, character. wait, wait. I just taught my almost 13-year-old daughter the word non sequitur. And then oh, we were learning good. the word hyperbole. So right. there Maybe are. Maybe you just have to up the game on what you, the word is. I think you are. do. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, I don't know what non sequitur mm-hmm. means. That'd be, I, I get to, I can learn that. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously the words just have to get longer is what I'm understanding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. right. Uh, okay, Speaking well, of bird, bird, long words savants. and sounds. That's just the sound design. <laughs> Boy, that was the that was the clunkiest transition. It was a it was a great non sequitur. Exactly. Right exactly. That's true. Is that is that what non sequitur uh-huh. means? Because I literally don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is the Chris category. He wins every award. So let's find out which award Chris wins today. Let's maybe Wall win one this time. Yeah, who maybe. Knows? Oh, Cata- yeah, who knows? Catacombs uh, transition. Funny how stuffy an air vent is. <laughs> Dave, hmm? weren't we just talking about uh, people stuck in air, air vents? Vent? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes, Michelle, we were saying yeah. that, that that there's not a show, a Gen Z show, where someone's not crawling through an air vent. <laughs> <laughs> the sound, it just makes such a good sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. To, to me, I like the, uh, I, I love the, um, the New Orleans uh, street band playing in the oh, background. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, do I not have that? I thought I had that. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Well, you can hear them in the beginning yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, note to self score. To save us from being buried alive. Note to self. Mm. I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That like do 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 do. It's a uh, reverse guitar, so it's guitar played backwards. Oh. With some delay on it. Um, Cyrus kicking great. Uh, the great. Uh, in. Yes. Okay. Her mind- Love it. I think Zeph should win for some really great voice acting there. Because yep. you have yep. to remember, he was doing that without the sound of the great. That I mean, that's like what we were working on, and you can't imagine how weird it sounds to do that when there's no great and you're standing at a microphone. Like yes. it's it's a skill. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Text sound. Dad just texted. <laughs> okay, so that's just wrong. What? That's wrong. That's the sound of a text sending. Oh. <laughs> so what does it sound when it just comes? Just saying. What does it sound mm. when it comes in? Is it boop? Ding. Yeah, reverse. Oh, ding. Reverse text oh, sound. ding. It does ding. Right, right. Oh, you young people in your phones. Nobody texts Chris, so he's never heard that sound. <laughs> right, exactly. well, who keeps, okay, wait. Who keeps sound on on their phone? Mine That's is on vibrate point. all the time. And also you can right. change the alert sounds. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So maybe she just changed it, but it's fine. <laughs> the thing Don't is, worry about it. it's one of those instances where you know exactly what it is. I have the greatest right. one of all time. Let's see if you can hear it. Why is it not working? Oh, that's Ooh, the, that's that a text sound? Yeah, I mean, it's never uh, on, but, but when it is on. Ben's is a is. dog barking, and it's always on. And also, I'm always thinking that it's actually his dogs. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Um, well, I'm going to play you my ba- – Dave, you inspired me, so check this out. My ringtone. <laughs> this is what people listen to. Ringtones. Look at that. <laughs> Great minds, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all have ringtones, huh? They're Back to the Future, also. <laughs> but also, but also Back to the Future. Yep. Two Back to wow. the Future. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Hey, it's Dave. GZM Rewind is brought to you by BarkBox. <laughs> now I have two dogs. I've got Texie and Riggins, both rescues from Texas. Oh, Texie and oh. Riggins. And guess what? This week it was Riggins' birthday. And not only was it Riggins' birthday, but his actual biological brother lives across the street at our friend's what? house. Came from the same litter. Holy and so smokes. they share a birthday, of course. And so we had a little birthday party every what? year. We we have the three dogs together. And oh you got to have treats. You got to have toys. So luckily we have a subscription to BarkBox. Ah. We were able to provide all the dogs with treats and toys. That sounds like the um, perfect party. When you need a lot Jameson, of dog treats and toys for a dog party, what better spot to get them than BarkBox? I mean, yeah, yeah. you have a subscription. Yeah. And Jameson dressed up for the occasion. That's Regan's <gasps> brother across the street. He was wearing a bow tie, which is really cute. Wow. <laughs> They're four years old. They were pandemic puppies. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so so if you are having a birthday party for your dog or you just want to <laughs> treat them or yourself, uh, get a subscription to BarkBox. Right. So go to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox to sign up now. And you also get a free bonus toy in every box. Ooh, so if huge. your dog's brother happens to be in the neighborhood, <laughs> you get a free bonus toy for them. Nice. BarkBox is on a mission to make all dogs happy. And we're on a mission to make great stories that make you happy. So support us by going to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox and getting a subscription today. And now back to the show. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. 
And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Uh, okay, next we have uh, going into the workshop. Wait here, hubby. Grandpa? Grandpa, open up! Grandpa! Holiday, what a nice surprise. <laughs> I always wonder what he's doing there that he turns off. I forget. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like, oh, hey, the blowtorch. <laughs> just, uh, uh, cleaning see. up my blowtorch wound. <laughs> exactly. Control room. Uh, Bertie, I know you're like nine or something. I'm ten. We have the same birthday, remember? Point is, what is this room and what does it have to do with Cyrus? It's the fake haunted house control room. <laughs> it's the sound behind it that's like sort of a buzzing. Yeah, it's like, the, like, like, it's like, compu- like a ringing. Com- yeah, computers whirring. So that's the same sound we use in all our control rooms. We used it in Mars Patel. We used it. Uh, becoming Mother Nature? Uh, yep, Becoming Mother Nature. Anytime there's a control room, that's the, that's the sound. Hmm, you know. And next one we have typing. Typing, this typing, it's always fun. There's oh, more. Oh, I love that love there's always this more. Typing. I love that there's always more talking than typing. That's always a key. You always have to have that balance. It can never be more typing than talking. So. I only want what is best for you. I promise it will all be okay. Really? How? Let me just finish typing into my Commodore 64. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. he's got like a 2003 keyboard, and I it's the most it's beautiful sound. I think it's, early, it's like an Apple IIe. Yeah. 1999. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. And then we got Holiday on Gurney. Where am I? Just lies too. <clears throat> Why can't I move my arms? Am I tied to this gurney? My legs are strapped down too. Get these restraints off of me! You're only making it worse for yourself, dear. If you pick this one, the government puts you on a list. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, Michelle, what award am I going to take home today? Gosh, that's, I sort of, I got so excited listening that I forgot that I was the judge <laughs> of this. Can you just li- just run through the names of the things again? We I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Catacombs, Transition. Note, uh-huh. note to self score, that's the backward guitar. Cyrus yeah. kicking the gate. Uh, the text sound, text which apparently sound. was completely wrong on my part. <laughs> going, in, going into the workshop, uh, the control room, and the typing, and then holiday on a gurney. Okay, I'm going to go with Cyrus kicking the grate yes. because it's such a great mm-hmm. combination of great sound and performance and storytelling. Mm-hmm. So All right. I'm Cyrus, going with that. Cyrus, your award is you on You guys didn't like my great joke. <laughs> um, but also, just to note... Um, I, I, we might come up on this later. More Cyrus becoming a man things. Yes, like he right. really, mm-hmm. like the strength that he has as uh, being known as this like, you know, like skinny young guy. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of like physicality and he's bravery an he does hero, in these yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that moment I was like, he's growing up. So, <laughs> good, on, good on y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it looks like we got a Dave category coming up. This looks pretty, yeah, Dave, pretty good. Yeah, Dave, you do it. This is a special award just for Michelle's appearance. It's called the Fascinating Award for Best Direction. (laughs) (laughs) And the first one we have is Cyrus falling through the vent. Knock, knock. 
not now, Hermione. Knock, knock. Who's there? Art. Art who? R2-D2. He's a robot. Yeah, I know. See you on the ground! Ugh! <laughs> uh, let's see. Birdie and Brinley. Yeah, so, what's next? What's next? What's our next move? Let's... Let's get on this. <laughs> I always liked you, Bird. You called me Braddy Anders. A few times. And Birdbrain and Birdbath, Bird Poop. Okay, okay, so maybe not always. You grew to love me though, right? Most people do, so what's next? Next, we find your brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. And then we've got the epic holiday Dr. Whittier scenes. Holiday. Holiday, the remote. Holiday, why are your eyes closed? Holiday! Oh! Sorry. Sure, Grandpa. Hey, by the way, how old was my mom when she died in the plane crash? I'm sorry, what? My mom? Your daughter? How old was she when we crashed? Uh, she was... <laughs> I'm not sure. Doesn't seem like something you forget. Forgive me, my memory is not what it once was. The crash was about uh, uh, 12 years ago, so... Uh... 12? But you said I was on the plane. So it must have been after that. <laughs> of course. Uh, 10 years? How come the newspaper reports never mentioned me or my mom being on the plane? How did you... I just read some of the articles. That's what I was doing just now, when my eyes were closed. Well, I... I also know that Adelaide is in a crypt in a nearby cemetery. And that she died when she was 11. It says so on her headstone. Holiday! I love that she's in a crypt. I love that she's in a crypt. Yeah. I would just like to point out in that one, the two, well, two great oh, things. Oh, I one wanted is, to say this. They're okay, not go ahead. together. Go ahead. They're not recording together. Yes, that's they right. They are recording separately. Right. And yep. what? And I was listening, Dave, you and I were having the same thought because I thought, oh my gosh, who could believe that the two of them were not no in the way. studio at the same time talking to one another? Yep. It's They're amazing. so talented. Right. Yeah. Yep. Each, each one is talking to me. Yep. <laughs> That's <Separately>. crazy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. They, and I remember, I rem first of all, I love the holiday muttering underneath oh, stuff. Oh, so, so good. Great. So good. I, I remember... You really working with Shahadi to get her to that place of driving, driving, driving to get, you know, mm. and, and, and picking up momentum in that scene. Yeah. Where and she he, and him being back on his heels. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is, you know, Shahadi's an extraordinary actor and Graham is an extraordinary actor. But I think Graham plays the kind of role, the high status, dominant characters. You mm. know, that's just like how he gets cast. He's got this great, big, um, sort of important sounding voice. And so switching that, you know, so that Graham is playing as Dr. Whittier, a very sort of powerful character, is playing sort of low status and is is mm. being dominated by Holiday while an actress who is a teenager who is not, <laughs> you know, necessarily like the one dominating every scene that she's in, you know, she um, took on the role of, of, you know, the attack and the power role. So um, Direction. it's one of the things that's, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's one of the things that's so satisfying about listening, you know, as you're listening to that scene. Okay, next. Well, you can't have a direct, you can't have a fascinating <laughs> direction uh, category without a James and Monica scene because you yes. always wanted more James and Monica. So <laughs> always. Here's James and Monica. 
Okay, we got what you needed from the pharmacy, but it's entirely possible that by filling that prescription, we have triggered an alert in the system. Then we just have to do this quickly. Quickly, right. Don't be nervous. Who's nervous? Well, me, for starters, but it's a wonderful plan you came up with, James. <laughs> wonderful? Solid. Inspired. Can't miss. Okay, now I know you're lying, because it definitely could miss. Well, it's the best we've got, and I'm not leaving here without my son. Neither am I. We got this, Dr. Anders. We got this. <laughs> I love when he calls her Dr. Anders. I love it. I lo- I always loved that they were Dr. and Mr. Anders. Like, mm-hmm. I just love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I mean, I hope that kids today don't um, hear doctor and think man, but certainly from my my era, you know, oh, I no, a that. doctor can be a woman. Sometimes a doctor's a <laughs> woman. Like, it was, <laughs> it, we, the, uh, we had to be reprogrammed when I was young. Yep. <sighs> okay, next. So I love when you Oh, the past. Uh, Cyrus climbing on the boxes. I'll come back for you. No Anders is left behind. Even the battery-powered ones. I'll wait for you. Cyrus Anders. Awesome. Now, let's just hope these boxes will support my weight. Take it one step at a time. A little wobbly. Let's see if I can get to this one. Yes. Now this one. Cool. Hey, I'm almost to the vent. And... Ah! So yeah, good. <laughs> okay, so so I'm am I I'm giving myself an award this award? Yes. Is that yes, right? Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so I have I, I think I think I have to go with that. I have I have things to say, so this is not like my this is a monologue. <laughs> okay, so I think I have to go with with the holiday um Dr. Whittier scene because I think it's the most successful. And it was it sounds almost easy. You know what it sounds like effortless. Like, it had to be played that way. And so I think that's, like, a real achievement of directing, that it just sounds like the scene. You don't notice the direction unless you're really attuned to that kind of thing. And that's always what I what I hope for. And it's a big, important storytelling moment for our protagonist. And, and so I, I'm, I'm quite proud of that one. I think that's the best. This last one of Cyrus climbing the boxes is really, really great acting by Zeph and really, really, really great sound design by Chris and (laughs) Darian. And they're not like completely aligned. And I, I think, I think this is one of those things where like the focus of my work on six minutes was pre-production and in the studio and less so in the, sometimes, you know, I, I would get to give feedback on an edit but it just, you know, it was like a assembly line, you know, and I was like at the beginning part of the assembly line and needed to be because I couldn't do this as my full-time job. Um, and so <laughs> that one, when I hear it, I wish we'd had like another go at the performance to make it really? match the sound design better. Not because Zeph didn't completely act that so beautifully, because he did, but when I hear it, it just, it doesn't seem like he's doing exactly... What's what the, what it sounds like. Right. 
Um, and so I, yeah. I, what we never got to do, which we did finally get to do when we were working remotely, but we never got to record, re-record pickup lines with the actors, allowing them to hear the sound design. Like, oh. I could have played that sound design for Zeph, and he would have nailed it. He would have redone those lines, and they would have been perfect and totally, completely aligned with that sound design. But we weren't set up technically to do that. And so when I listen to that one, I hear, like, amazing work um, by everybody that wasn't quite locked in altogether. We so. did it a couple of times when we had to get, like, there was a few times where we had a lot of trouble getting like the correct yelling. I remember where we did bring in sort of like a finished scene and played it mm. for them so that they could right. hear they could hear like how not yelling right. that they they were being. Right. But right. that was that was you're right, that was super rare. Like I think maybe only happened twice. Yeah, it was it was difficult technically because we were in a studio that wasn't like your computer, Chris, and mm-hmm. your like pro tool session and you know, when we were working remotely, you were at your computer, which had everything on it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, y'all, that's why y'all are professionals. Because <laughs> I didn't, I thought it sounded perfect. <laughs> like, no, that's what I mean, that it's like the 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 self-critique and like, well, next time, this is how we do it even better. That's why yes, y'all are the, the professionals. It's the one thing we all yeah. have in common, as you've heard yes. on this. We're all hard on ourselves. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, so, so. But do you, but do you, how much sleep? Do you lose over being hard on yourself? I mean, I, I think I might win. That's true. In that's, that area. That's possible. That's true. That's possible. <laughs> so Epic, Fascinating. Fascinating. So Epic Holiday Dr. Whittier Scenes is the winner. Yes. And yes. you yes. now present the award to yourself. Very oh, congratulations. thank you. This You're means welcome. so much to me. I want to thank everybody at Gen Z Media, my family. Uh, and that takes I us, love this next category. That takes us right yeah. into the Worst Person Award. The Worst Person Award. We have three <laughs> very, solid, very solid nominees here. Okay. <laughs> the first one is uh, Magnus. Um, You'll like the clip I picked. All right. <laughs> 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 all right. That's so, it. That's the whole yeah, thing. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's I'll advocate on his behalf. He burned down two houses. Right. He kidnapped Cyrus and Brinley. He threatened many people, set them on fire. Yes. And he's just an... I was going to use a word that I shouldn't have used. He had really yes. bad aim, really bad aim. I get to pick. I'm I'm also the judge here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You don't need yes. to, are, you're reminding the audience, though, of all the bad yes, things. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm like, right. I don't that's need right. a refresher. <laughs> no, I know. I, <laughs> okay. Uh, ne- next up, Angelica Graves. I would never hurt that boy, Monica. I happen to be extremely protective of children. That's why you have people working for you called child catchers. They're very protective of the kids who work for us. Cyrus is in wonderful hands, and I'll be more than happy to prove it, just as soon as you give me what I came for, which is holiday. So, of course, she's lying here, among other horrible things she's doing. And she ordered Magnus to burn down those two houses. Right. She's a terrible person. I think that that's the old... Uh, yes, Angelica. Yes, hmm. I mm-hmm. I heard that too. Oh. I um I found myself. I was actually thinking this just now, and I was thinking maybe I'll ask them after we're done recording this because I had that 
Stop. Yeah, no, that was we went back and 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 because we lost that actress when we went, she had another gig and she had to go somewhere else. But we, <laughs> I mean, we lost her. So, uh, yeah, and so we only went back a certain amount of episodes from like you know wherever we were when that happened, like a hundred and episode one thirty or whatever, and we went all the way back to like seventy something, and then before that is the previous actress. I also want to say that the actress. The second actress for Angelica Graves is also a wonderful friend of mine and a brilliant voice oh. actor. <laughs> I want credit for all these great actors. And also plays Delphine. And also, also plays Delphine. Yes, and plays Delphine. Right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. And then uh, Dr. Whittier. Absolutely yeah, our third nominee is Dr. Whittier for absolutely everything he does in these episodes. It's the medal Cyrus got for winning the STEM competition. He keeps it around Hermione's neck. It was on the floor. Over there by the wrenches. <laughs> that boy... He covers all his bases, doesn't he? What's that supposed to mean? He must have come in here to look for the part we needed before heading outside. This is little slick little lies. Mm-hmm. Ah! So, what's the name? What's the name of the award again? The worst person award. Worst person. Who's the worst of these three? Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> and you you get to draw. You don't have to just based on what you heard. You get to draw yeah. your entire history. Yeah. Okay. So. So I think there's a couple things to consider, which is who's the most interesting villain, you Mm -hmm. know, as like Mm -hmm. compelling villain in terms of like the arc of the entire story. And in that case, I think it's Dr. Whittier Mm -hmm. um, because he goes from like good to bad and then he gets redeemed. Like he goes on a really, really interesting journey as a character. And then second place in that by that ranking would be. No, Magnus is pure. He's pure. Bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. Magnus. He's I was getting him mixed up for a second because he's in season one. He's not anywhere near these episodes, right? He's like the you guy know, in the last just Well, he was just there. He kidnapped Cyrus and Brinley and took him oh, to the swamp. Right. The to the cabin. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And then he shows up on the island too. He's like total, like, yeah, like super villain laugh. He's just a butt. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess the thing about Magnus—I can say that, right? Yeah, sure. I think the the thing about Magnus and Angelica is they sort of slot into like supervillain archetypes in a yep. way that is really helpful to the story, and I guess less less interesting to me than Doctor Whittier, who is more of a like full bodied character, yeah. rich, mm-hmm. rich, rich uh, character. Yeah, yep. yeah. Got it. Okay. All right, Dr. well, Doctor Whittier. Congratulations on winning the coming. worst person. He wins the worst, worst slash possibly best. The best worst award. person. The best worst, 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 worst person. The best worst person. All right, we got best cliffhanger. Best Let's cliffhanger. go. Oh, God. Here we go. Do, wait, can I say something before that? Before uh-huh. yeah, so of course. My, my daughter listened to six minutes, like, from start to finish as the episodes were released. She was exactly oh. the right age. But she did not know what a cliffhanger was until she listened yeah. to Six Minutes. So, like, the episode where it's like, but who is Holiday? You know, like, one of the first or second episodes is, like, like the cliffhanger is, like, who is she? And then the next episode came out, and she goes, but we didn't find out who Holiday is. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah. play the end of the episode. <laughs> that's, that's right. So I had to explain to her what, what a cliffhanger was and the storytelling function that it has. She had just never encountered one before. So she's like, go. well, that's rude. <laughs> a lot Wait, of, when are um, they going to tell me? <laughs> a lot of teachers use six minutes to literally like teach what a cliffhanger is. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the first one we have under best cliffhangers, I'll keep you safe. I mean, well, perhaps it's best if you stay right here with me until they get back. 
Strength in numbers, right? Well, maybe I should go look for them. You're not going anywhere, my dear. I'm sorry, what? Thornton, please barricade the workroom. What? No. Did you just lock us in here? Like, we can't get out? No one can get in, either. It's just you and me now, Holiday. I'll keep you safe. Hmm. Oh. That's a good one. Doesn't make me feel safe. Doesn't make me feel safe. <laughs> I'm not feeling safe right now. <laughs> nope. Uh, Holiday doesn't feel so good. Here's a tissue. I'll explain everything. I just need to adjust something on my laptop. I only want what is best for you. I promise it will all be okay. Really? How? Hold on. I don't feel right. Grandpa, something's wrong. sweet girl. I've got you. Just a little sleep and all will be well. Nope. <laughs> Dave, can I, can I, can I, I had, I had a memory that as I was listening to this today and then I just, I totally forgot about asking it right now, but, and cause you did a great job of talking about how, as we were going down this road, we really were like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah. Am I right to remember that in an earlier version, he gave her like orange juice or something or like a drink? That's still there. That's what she thinks happened to her. Right, it was right, a, right, right. It's That's a misdirection right. to sort of keep the audience from realizing that he's gotcha, gotcha, using the gotcha. computer Programming. too. Because right. she's yeah. a robot? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> spoiler. Holiday yeah, right. is a robot. <laughs> spoilers. There yeah. will be spoilers. Be right, right. Spoilers, yeah. I remember we, we, we bumped up against the idea of using the orange juice, which is like yeah. the whole thing. Orange uh, soda. That's what I'm. Re- yeah. That's what I'm remembering. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. 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 Uh, so. Well, <laughs> yeah. There's one more. Memory wiped. I may not have been born in Anders, but they're my real family. You can never take that away. Actually, I can. What? No, I won't let you. Stay away from me. I'm not going to hurt you, Holiday. I'm just going to wipe the slate clean. You see, once I'm done, you won't care about the Anders family anymore. Because you won't have a single memory left of them. Ah! Well, it's, <laughs> it's just, we're just deciding between three, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, it's, it's definitely that one. I mean, yep. that gets at the heart of the entire, what the entire show is about, mm-hmm. is yep. um, family and mm. having a family and a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we also... It's sort of an existential question, like, would my life be easier? Every <laughs> The universal me. Um, would people wonder to themselves, would my life be easier if I could just get rid of these memories? Or if mm. I could, you know, there, this painful Eternal thing sunshine happened. of the spotless mind, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so um, I think finding a way to, you know, tell that story for for kids and to get that question out there for kids. And also, I mean, in this terrifying way, which is like she she would lose her family and she wouldn't know that she had lost them, which is like, ugh. Oh, I mean, that, that yeah. is, it's just the worst. Yeah. Well. It's pretty scary. But it turns scary. out okay, everyone. It turns out okay. It turns yeah. out okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's one big, okay. One big, it turns out she grew. One big happy family. Uh, well, that's, yeah. So before we tackle MVP, is there anything else we want to uh, talk about? Oh, uh, Cyrus finds some some papers on virus mutations, which right. I thought was interesting, considering <laughs> this was pre-COVID. Oh. That's all. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Virus mutations. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a clip. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have kept that to himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'd all be a little better off. Maybe. Maybe. Well, so in MVP, Michelle, we just basically pick who's who wins the episode. You know, who who in terms of a character is the winning the winning character. From this three episode arc? From this yep. three episodes. Yep. Yeah, I think certainly Dr. Whittier is a is Absolutely. a good candidate. Yep. 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 And um, Cyrus, Cyrus, Cyrus. Cyrus. Cyrus has got his own journey going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, are we just talking in, <laughs> you guys are like, Michelle, Michelle, just don't make it so complicated. Michelle, are let we, me, <laughs> Michelle, wait, I'm getting, I'm getting out the rule book. Will you just hang on? Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, okay, you can it interpret it any way you want, whether okay. it's the person Some who... Subsection because... four of MVP award. Here's what it says. <laughs> okay, I think, I think that Zeph had the hardest job in this episode mm. because he had to play all of these scenes by himself mm-hmm. um, and just be doing all of this physical stuff with his voice. Um, I, I think he had the hardest job. And so I would say that he is the MVP. He was reliant so entirely Zeph on rather himself. than Cyrus? Sure, Cyrus. Cyrus is right, also yeah, doing but... heroic things. But, like, <laughs> that sort of, that part of the narrative, I think, is MVP. The Cyrus journey. Also, you know, something you said before, Michelle, in the beginning, which I thought was really, really great, is that Graham, as Whittier, is is navigating some really, uh, really creepily written stuff. <laughs> and still, <laughs> and still making, and still making us... You know, I mean, we're obviously, you know, he gets redeemed and stuff and he's going bad. But I like Dave and you said, I think at the beginning, I think it's really um, fantastic how he's he's right on the knife edge for that, you know, for that. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Michelle made her decision. Don't try to sway her. I know. Are you? So I feel like I hey, already the, the, like. The MVP is supposed to be a bit of a battle, right? <laughs> That's I, true. I do <laughs> feel that I've given so much credit where it's due. I mean, Dr. Whittier was the the wor- the best, worst, best. Worst right, character. Right. I mean, true. like, how many does it, is Dr. Whittier supposed to sweep the whole you know, rewind <laughs> yeah. episode? It happens like, sometimes. Graham, by the way, Graham voted for himself when yeah, he was yeah. here a couple yeah, exactly, weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, well, he did. And if, wait, I, and, I if I look, have, and if I look at subsection five, subsection <laughs> F, yeah, I love that. Um, I didn't, but I didn't have any opportunity to vote for myself against other people. That's true. <laughs> I could That's only vote for point. myself against myself. That's I think. I think. I think. I think Cyrus is a great choice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yay, Cyrus. Yay, Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle, thank Sweet. you so much for joining us today. It's so great to hear fun. your voice. And oh. even even though you're just down the street, I feel I like. Know. Uh, I know. I know. I could take my bike over to your place, Chris. I know. I know. Dave, you're a little, you're a longer bike ride. Wait, we're all in the same room, guys. We're on the same room. Yeah. We're all oh, yeah, yeah, right, we're we're on the same room. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, this, this reminds me of... Uh, you know, height of the pandemic recording when I'd be sitting mm. at this desk um, directing actors. Um, it's wonderful to go back to this um, beautiful show that I I just cherish what we created and the, the process of making it was so wonderful. And I love getting the chance to, you know, describe some of it for all of you fans out there who are listening. It's really, we had so much fun making this show and it means the world to me that you all are enjoying it the way you are. That's awesome. And I think our fans are going to really enjoy, uh, you, you gave some awesome behind the scenes that not, not, not nobody has given so far. And it's been really, uh, really fantastic. Well, this has been fascinating. Everyone. <laughs> fascinating. 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 Oh, Jess, Jess, Jess. Yes. 
All right. Email me at jessica at gcmshows.com. Listen to episodes 131 through 133 next. Peace, love, and all those. Peace, love, and all those. Peace, love, and all those. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I have a T-shirt. So sweet. <laughs> I'm wearing my Annie Warbucks T-shirt. It's pretty cool. Are you wearing your Annie Warbucks? I love it. Yeah, it's a really cool T-shirt. I found it at Goodwill. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, we've been recording for over a year now. We forgot to talk about that. Oh, yeah, oh. it's been a year. Pretty well, cool. <laughs> maybe maybe ja- maybe Jason will leave this in. It's been a year. <laughs> Does it feel like a year? It doesn't feel like a year to me. Happy anniversary. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.